We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that. We're bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. Following, following the following is a journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the Podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Showtime, a-holes! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's Journey into Comics 234, I think. I'm your host, Nate. Today, I am joined by my very special co-host for this episode. Welcome back for two weeks in a row, Mr. Tyler McLaughlin. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm spectacular. You're uh, enjoying the fruits of my cat. That sounds uh, weird. I'm I'm very anti cat, but this cat is irresistible. <laughs> Wicked awesome. She's cute and old and old lady cat. She's 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 a she's like uh, Betty White if Betty White was a cat. <laughs> yeah. And Cammy White. I'm and, gonna call her that from now. And on. was thin. Yeah, she's yeah she's real thin. But uh, today, also joining us, welcome back to Journey into Comics, Veronica. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you're back. Me too. It's been a hot minute. Uh huh. I'm happy to be here. We have a lot to talk about. I'm excited. Lots and lots and lots to talk about. But we brought a couple more friends along for the ride. Also joining us, welcome for the first time to Journey into Comics, Skylar. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> It's good. You're also enjoying in the cat. She's a very nice cat. She's Cam jamming, has chosen her. Telling you. She's been claimed by the cat. And then, of course, also joining us, co-host of Foodies Watching Movies and Radio. You know her. You love her. Welcome back to the show, Miss Sarah. I lost my strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I got it. I got it. I lost it in a sea of chocolate. You oh, can have it. Now it's more delicious. Me coming <laughs> in like the Coast Guard, just... Rescue. Just rescuing that strawberry from the chocolate ocean. <laughs> does what I does do. that make the fork the helicopter? Uh, yes. I'm a motherfucking it's, hero. It's wow. not just the helicopter, but it's the retrieval basket also. Oh, yeah. It's everything all wrapped into one, yeah. Oh, okay, I love that. Uh, so, Tyler, you're here. And Skylar, you're here in mm-hmm. our world, in Podland. We made the, the special... Special journey, the pilgrimage. You journeyed into comics. We journeyed into the comics. I see what you did there. Pod, uh, pod comics. Uh, Hell uh, yeah. So uh, we got to probably reminisce on that. How was your drive up? Pretty awful. Awful's a word. It usually is. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we left later than we planned, and then traffic trying to leave town was actually just as bad as the bad traffic that i texted you to let you know hey we're getting delayed um it took us 30 minutes just to get out of lafayette when in reality it should take us about eight and it's a friday and it's a friday so it was oh extra that much worse because i wanted 
I was supposed to get off work at three o'clock so I could beat a lot of the five o'clock traffic. We were I was gonna get off at three, shower, get ready. You know, we were gonna be on the road by five. We've only been planning this for two months. Right. Um <laughs> so I got quite a bit delayed and then we got all we got into all that five o'clock traffic. Then once I got on the road I thought, you know, we're gonna get like basically to Remington and then we'll be out of the traffic because it's way after five. And no. That's when it hit. We we were going 70, or I, I was going about 80. We went 80 to zero in about 30 seconds. Oh, my gosh. And then the entire stretch of that first uh, traffic backup, there was no reason traffic was stopped. Yeah. You know what it is? Probably rubberneckers. There was yeah. probably something that they were looking oh, no, at. No, no, There was nothing on the road at all. Damn. It was just open space. There was no trash, no accident, no cop, nothing. Weird. So, and then, you know, obviously once we merged on to 8094, then it's, good luck, everybody. I'm going to I'm gonna change seven lanes at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a jaunt. <laughs> it's quite a jaunt. Got to drive fearless when you come up here. But mm-hmm. uh, I want to mention real quick that, uh, funnily enough, you left at the perfect time because I was talking to you on FaceTime and mm-hmm. said to your FaceTime, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to text you my address right now. Mm-hmm. And then I immediately started cleaning and forgot to text you the address. And like 40 minutes went by. And I was like, oh, fuck. Did you just lose a strawberry? Get too? that strawberry helicopter. Get it going. Oh, she revived it. I really set up a game with the toothpicks, you see. <laughs> yeah, we're having like this, <laughs> this is all for my ridiculous entertainment. 70s style uh, chocolate fruit fondue thing. I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's jamming. Mm-hmm. I was almost worried a little bit because I didn't know if you took a nap. Like Me? You, like, yeah. Like you like you said, okay, I'm going to send you my address right now. And I was like, okay. So I went in daycare, picked up Ruby, got going on the road. I'm chatting with, with Ruby as we're driving. And I'm like, that fucker still hasn't sent me his address. <laughs> Not a big deal. You know, I'll call him if I need to. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? He's cleaning. There's probably a movie on. He sat down, <laughs> kicked back, like, man, I'm comfy. Catch you, catch you heckin' snooze. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, it's Friday, it's Friday evening. Yeah. I would not look down on anybody for taking a heckin' snooze. No, man. Uh, that is not what happened. I just got, like, lost really hardcore in, like, the ADHD of just, like, doing all the things right. and cleaning the house and it was like it was kind of a fun game because it was like i had a little bit of work in the kitchen a little bit of work here a little bit of work so i was just pinballing myself bam, 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 bam. you know and then when you called me like the reality that you guys were gonna be here set in and i was like i only have x amount of time to right. get all this shit done hyperdrive womp like let's fucking do it and then like i said i was going to change the laundry and i came in here and as i walked around i was like motherfucker oh shit tyler let me do this right now immediately but i didn't allude to that i fucked up i just like kept it cool i was like here's my address i knew you forgot yeah totally. <laughs> it's just part of it. awesome load um but you guys drove up for a very specific reason it's not like we're just like fucking around and and, and while that would be sweet right this was um a pretty badass friday because while listeners are checking us out on monday we got to see Captain Marvel tonight. Mm-hmm. On International Women's Day. Hey. Oh. Happy International Women's Day. Thanks. This is like a big special. It's like <laughs> the most ladies we've had on JIC There's a lot ever. more estrogen in this room right now than there is testosterone. <laughs> we are outnumbered. Right. Mm-hmm. 
used to it. Even the we cat. Did. That's all I was going to say. The cat. <laughs> Both of them. She's like, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> pet me. But uh, no, I want to know what you guys thought of Captain Marvel. Like, I, I think we should just like really, first of all, I, here's, here's kind of how the breakdown of how I want to do this. I'll talk about things we liked and we didn't like, general over, like, generalization or whatever, and then really review it and, and, and say what we say. So let's go around. I don't know who wants to start, but um, what did you guys I'll think? I'll start. Okay. If you don't mind. Sure. Please take it away, V. <laughs> it I love it. I love it. Do it. Take the lead. <laughs> she just took charge like a fucking game. I'm doing it, motherfucker. I feel like that's how this movie was, too. Do you like my segue? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, Captain Marvel. It was a badass movie. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I would watch it again. I thought it was, uh, there's, you know, always going to be something that I don't like about something because I'm me. But honestly, I really liked it. Over General overview. A general overview. I liked it. It was Plus. great. Cool. Uh, Tyler, you want to go next? Just yeah. Um, counterclockwise this shit. For anyone that has ever listened to the show or listened to my show, Podcastrophe, knows I am very anti-origin story. Um in, in my opinion, going to the movie to see an origin story is a waste of a movie ticket and a waste of a movie production, unless it's done extremely, extremely well. Um, you know, movies like Ant-Man, fantastic Great origin, origin story. story. Yep. Um, you know, Black Panther got its origin story in um, Civil, Civil War, War, but enough, enough went on and Black Panther that I, I don't even need to talk about that. Sure, you know? fair point. Um, I think I heard kind of some spoiler-free reviews yesterday, and a lot of people said that this is the... <clears throat> they compared it to Iron Man and Thor as being, and Captain America for that matter, being the most similar in the way that they've done the origin story, but I think it's the best one that they've done other than the original Captain America. Because, again, anyone that's listened to me talk about it, the unpopular opinion guy, I'm not a fan of the original Iron Man or Thor movie. I think they are both awful. The, the first Thor is admittedly pretty bad, especially when they were doing more of the, what do you call it, like the Shakespearean talking. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. really trying to drive oh, yeah. the Norse home thing. Yeah, like I thought once, the first Thor movie blew. <clears throat> once they kind of stripped that away... By like Ragnarok, which mm-hmm. really is what it took—the the re-evolution of Ragnarok. To which really... I think was because they had such success with Guardians. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. absolutely. It totally changed the way that they were going to write the rest of those Marvel movies. I think. But so every every ma- mainstream review that I read, um, as far as the positive points go, I agree tenfold. It was fun. Um, it's the. You know, towards the top of the best origin stories that I think Marvel has done. I agree. Especially with a character that you're either really, really familiar with or you're not familiar with at all. Very um, well said. I, th- I think they did a good enough job of this is everything that you need to know about this character because she doesn't even know very. I mean, she figures herself out throughout the movie. It's what makes it a really good, unique origin story. Absolutely. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the only. Really, the only critique that I have, and it's the same critique I've had for the last couple Marvel movies, excluding Infinity War, I think the cinematography and the editing was shoddy at times. Um, That first act was really, really choppy, and I don't dig that. And some of the CGI was not Disney Marvel standard. I vibe that. Um, Particularly some of the, the... 
parts towards the end of the film where there was a lot of business happening mm-hmm. i guess is the way to say that if she was moving very very fast it looked oh, kind of shoddy. shoddy yeah but but not enough to make me say you know what don't spend ninety dollars to go to the movie and see this you know that's kind of my shtick yep ten dollar movie ticket 90 to, or eighty dollars in concessions easy <laughs> so. especially if you buy two popcorns you're right. fucked oh yeah totally yeah. fucked skyler what are your opinions on this movie? Uh, I thought it was a good movie, and I haven't seen very many Marvel movies, so... That's what Tyler was saying. Let's talk about that for a second. So you just recently saw Infinity War? Yep. And it was like a game changer? Mm-hmm. It was a very good movie. Okay. So what did you like about Captain Marvel? Um, well... Um, I can scoot closer to the table. I know. She's covered know. by a cat. She's been claimed, remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're just like... Can't sorry. Um, you know... It was a female character, and I thought she did a very good job. I had some of the action shots were kind of crappy. Not crappy, but I don't know. They were just... Not as good as you've seen with everything yeah, else. Yeah, like... Having um, just watched Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. So the, that was really good, but um, I thought it was a good movie. I liked it overall. Yeah. Sarah? <clears throat> uh, it was fun. It was... Had a lady. It was... She was good. Had <laughs> 90s music. Uh, yeah, we had things to say about the soundtrack. It, we can talk about that later. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have something to say about that. But I don't know. I liked it. It was. Um, it felt like your standard Marvel movie to me. I don't know. I hate saying that, but I get <laughs> like it just felt like the same kind of thing. You know, it felt. This one felt a little bit like uh, the first Ant-Man movie to me. Mm-hmm. 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 It okay. had that kind of a, mm-hmm. uh, if I could put them in their own mini genres of Marvel movies, mm-hmm. I would put it in with that one. I like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was all right. I liked it um, for what it was. Yeah. I felt this movie did a really, really, really good job of making you, the audience, like, be in Carol Danvers' shoes because you don't know what the fuck. You're yeah. dropped into this world at the start of the movie and you're just like, who are these people? Why are we here? Like, w- w- I need some deposition to understand where we are in the story. So they really, they just kind of like throw you in this universe and then they back build it. Mm-hmm. And through so through the whole movie, pieces, chunks of Carol here and there and here and there and you're getting parts of the story here and there and you kind of, you're starting to chronologically put together what actually happened and by the time you figured it out, they're telling you on screen almost succinct, like, this is what happened. What you thought happened, happened. And, and this is why she was lost and everything. So I also think it did a really, really great job of throwing me for a little bit of a loop. My expectation as a Marvel comic fan, the scroll are the worst of the worst. I mean, Secret Invasion is a, a storyline very near and dear to my heart. And their invasion of Earth and the decimation of the Avengers. And, the, I mean, that's a whole... Literally, Secret Invasion is what I think they're building to, but we can get into that later. Uh, this movie just did a really great job of setting her up to be standout. Mm-hmm. Like, Captain Marvel is across the board now, standout. She's different than anything we've seen before. It's almost as if Nick Fury should have paged her a little bit sooner. Well, and I think he was really driven <laughs> home. I th- and, and, and you know what? you're not wrong but i I, no no i'm not again (laughs) no you know there was a lot of uh conjecture and a lot of people said well first of all we didn't see this in the movie but they said carol danvers could time travel 
she didn't do that in the movie. So maybe that's something we see in Infinity or in, in Endgame. Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another thing is, you know, you look at. Um, I, I just I don't know. I. Uh, Wait, how did she not time travel? It was 1995 when she landed on Earth. Yeah, but she goes and she's gonna rebuild the scroll. You know. Is that is that just? Oh, I got yeah. you. Yeah, but I mean, but to to get back I to just, this. Sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. I was just going to say to get back to the scroll. I wasn't. I was expecting them to be the villains of the story, and I absolutely was way too. Way more than they were, and it plays. They actually played a kind of a neutral side. You could see why you should hate the scroll, and you can kind of under- be horrifying. Totally, mm-hmm. absolutely. They're shapeshifters. They mm-hmm. can look like anyone. Mm-hmm. But then you also learn the truth about the Kree and like their backstory, and you're just like. Fuck you guys too. Well, and that's one thing that I wanted to add to what you said about as they, you know, I, I criticized how choppy that first act was. That's my personal preference. Yeah. Uh, from the editing side, I think as choppy as it was, it was totally necessary. You had, when you're first introduced to a character like that, that, you know, doesn't know who they are and they have, they have, they have no background whatsoever as they start to piece stuff together or the, as they start to be introduced to things that they haven't even started to piece together yet it's going to be choppy so you know don't don't misunderstand my comment as a, as a you know dropping the hammer on captain marvel because i love this movie but one thing that i really appreciated was is with i don't i don't i, I mean i don't even know if they intended to do it but by filling out her backstory and setting Every scene throughout the film, they answered a lot of questions for a lot of people from movies like Guardians. You know, we get it. We get I. <clears throat> so one of my minor complaints, I thought Ronan was going to be a lot more involved in this film. But it's very than he minor was, character, which which is totally okay. You Makes know? sense too, right? Yeah, this whole movie was super satisfying for those reasons. Mm-hmm. But you figure out what kind of a race, or you know, kind of how the Kree are doing things. Which kind of explains how and why Ronan's Becomes doing what he Ronan. does, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you also see why Korath follows Ronan's path. Mm-hmm. He believes in what Ronan's saying. So he want, once the disbandment of this team is done, mm-hmm. he, clearly his path is. But from Guardians, you have Ronan, you've got Yondu, you've got all the other Kree that you see throughout Guardians One and Guardians Two, for that matter. They've all got blue skin, mm-hmm. so. In the opening act of Captain Marvel, you see a lot of Kree that don't have blue skin. And then as the movie progresses, you figure out that the Kree are this imperial, basically going planet to planet, and then you will either submit and join, you know, our empire. Right, it was very Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Or you'll be our slaves. Is the way that I took that, Which, or will eradicate you. And slavery is really a choice of salvation because right. we're saving you from yourself. Absolutely. Ugh. So that, you know, when you when you tie all the loose threads together, it's okay. The Cree and the Scroll and Guardians at the beginning come to this peace accord, so they're not going to fight the war anymore. Ronan's like, oh, fuck, I've been doing this for a long time. He's bad dudes and now it all makes sense you know he's not just a maniac he's a military guy that can't let go of the mission the mission that he lost back on uh what was it something 
53. C-53. 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 Yeah. C-53. Yeah. C-53. Yeah. 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 Uh, so to close on my on my thought about like if is it good or not, I thought this movie was spectacular because it answered so many questions across the board. Literally, we were put in a position where they could have chose to do anything with some of these stories, and every decision they made, I was pretty happy with. I think, like I don't think there was anything in the movie where I would have been like, nah, I would have done that different. Like e- even the. I, even the like the minor details of just how they shot some things, I was like, okay, I get that. Like it makes sense. The movie was shot like Top Gun. Mm-hmm. All the shots were. They even had goose. Which, funny enough, in the comics was actually named Chewy. Yep. But the reason they went with goose is because it more fit the Top Gun story of. Because they didn't want Star Wars to be. <laughs> no, because Star, Star Wars already exists in this universe, so technically it could have. Um, I also love that. Uh, so yeah, I love the movie. In short, I love the movie. One thing that really set it apart for me and immediately was like, this movie is already going to be special for its own reasons, but like, this was the first official MCU movie since the passing of Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. And whoa. Oh, that that opening sequence. that. That opening sequence was the fucking man. Like, give it up to Stan Lee. You put all his cameos in there. You know, I wish. You obviously don't know because you're like in the moment watching it, like what the fuck is happening? Holy shit! Like it's cool. I feel like they probably snuck in his Endgame. Well, I would imagine, and it's in there, and you just didn't see it, like because right. it wouldn't have registered. I loved his cameo in Captain Marvel. See, and that that was one thing that I was super pumped about when it was happening because I didn't think that we were going to get a Stanley cameo in Captain Marvel. I thought mm. that. All of the cameos that he had done before he passed were for future movies. I thought this was going to be the one that we just didn't get his cameo in time, you know? Oh, no. So the- when I when I saw that, I was really surprised and happy that, especially with the way that the movie opened, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. bam, it hits you in the feels. And, you know, the whole theater we were in went were uh, very respectful. Yeah. There Clapped. was an applause, yeah. right? And then you see him again, and it's like... And it was as himself because he was reading a Mallrats script, which mm-hmm. was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That also means that Kevin Smith is officially a part of the MCU. <laughs> I'm sure which he's is, pleased. He, dude, he posted on Facebook. He was crying. Oh. Because he's like, Everybody you know, he's, he's like, I've spent my whole life referencing this universe, like the Marvel characters, <laughs> and it's been my first passion, and they recognized me, and now I'm a character in their universe. And right. it was just like. That's super cool. So, yeah, it is, oh, it is totally cool. Fuck yeah. Good it's, for you, Kevin Smith. I love um, Kevin Smith. So yeah, that the cameo. I don't know where we want if we want to start about the cameo because like the cameo happened pretty early in the movie mm-hmm. actually, like and and it actually happens in a scene that we've seen in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the grandma fight scene. The grandma train fight scene, which is. Can I just bring something up really quick sure. since we're t- talking about trailers? Please do. We sat through some really long trailers, guys, and I feel like all of the trailers for the movies we saw was the whole fucking movie. Like, what is the point of me going to see any of those movies? Because it pretty much showed me it in the trailer. And Nate and I talked about that last week, especially with Marvel. I think we're going to continue to get really long trailers like that, but they're going to continue to throw even more trickery in Hmm. as each movie progresses. You know, over the next 10 years, we might get a 45-minute long trailer that is all just random shit. 
God, I hope not. I, I, I hope <laughs> not too. But that's the trend. I mean, you see a movie trailer, like and I don't. I don't even. If it's like the, like the minute and a half long ones, mm-hmm. I'll watch those. Like on YouTube, you yeah, know, as totally. I'm scrolling through my feed. I love watching trailers. Don't get me wrong. It was just like ugh, the way that these trailers are being. Uh, shot or whatever put together it's gives away the whole plot of the movie i think part of that though is in response to a little bit what we talked about last week with the people ruining a movie before it's even in the theaters if they put enough material up front in the trailer to try and entice as many people as they can Mm -hmm. that might limit some of the people that um you know try and go after it right out of the gate like a lot of people did with captain marvel on the way up here, I kind of did a quick uh, public service announcement to stop to tell people to stop being dicks. Just a quick thought. <laughs> you said yeah, that. Yeah, just a quick thought because I, as soon as we got in the car and got on the road, I was frustrated with traffic and I was like, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity for me to call out all the fucking dickheads <laughs> that tried to ruin this movie. Here I am on Women's Day with my wife and then... Two very powerful women that I like spending time with. Word. A man making his transition to become a woman. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, Jesus. Estrogen power. But, uh... <laughs> Damn it. I, could, I couldn't really say that with a straight face. Stone cold stunner. <laughs> but, uh... I don't, I don't get... In, in modern cinema, modern video games, books magazines comics i mean it doesn't matter what form of media it is somebody is going after it and they've never seen anything about it like how can you have such little time or or such little substance in your life i get people disliking something when it's justified you know i don't really (laughs) like to eat bananas so i'm not gonna eat bananas and i'll say hey man Bananas are gross. I mean, obviously, it's a really bad example. It's a pretty good <laughs> fucking banana. I'm right. jamming it right I'll, now. I'll only eat a banana if it's green. A little fun fact for you. Will not eat a yellow banana. But uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. You have issues, You know, I'm a, I am a very judgmental, hard-to-win-over guy sometimes. And there was nothing through any of the Captain Marvel trailers, any of the Captain Marvel news. When Brie Larson was cast as Captain Marvel, I wasn't super excited because I'm not a big Brie Larson guy. But I didn't get on the internet and just, you know, start tapping away at the keyboard to stop other people from enjoying it. Right. I just don't get it. Like I said, haters going to hate. I think that's because people feel like, and here's the issue with the internet. The internet has given everyone a voice. Right. Everyone does not, no offense, deserve to be able to use their voice. I feel like we need to just refer to that scene in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where Ben Affleck is talking about what the purpose of the internet is actually for. Let the internet is up. a place to come together and bitch about movies. <laughs> it really is. I mean. Yeah. But at least watch them first. No. I, yeah, have an man. informed opinion yeah. before you bitch about it. Mm. Well, That's and, what we do. <laughs> and, you know, to follow up on our story from last week, Rotten Tomatoes had to remove like 5,000 more reviews from Captain Marvel just because they were spam, bullshit, negative reviews that don't. They're not. Here's the deal. If you can constructively explain, like, I didn't like this because, okay, for example, Man, versus Steel, or Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to say. 
I don't like that movie because the first half of the movie is like an origin story and the second half of the movie is like a sequel to the first half of the movie, but there's no reason to have a sequel because it's still one story and you didn't right. really do a good job of separating. I can explain to you what I didn't like about that movie. Saying, this movie has a girl and it's bullshit. Like, fuck off, dude. There's no place for that. Remember remember when the uh, new Ant-Man and Wasp costumes were released and people went after Wasp's cost- Ant-Man and the Wasp costumes? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I, I just don't fucking get it, man. Find something else to complain about. No kidding. Uh, I people mean, just have too much time on their hands. Yeah. And not enough love in their hearts. I mean, I guess it's like, historically speaking, this nerd culture has... I mean, you can look at like articles from the '80s before Michael Keaton was Batman. People just tore him apart. Right. He's gonna be shitty and this and that and the other. And it's like to to touch on you and and not necessarily having super hype for Brie Larson. You didn't lose your cool about it because Marvel has a pretty good track record. Right. If they cast somebody in a role, they're gonna do great in that role. Obviously. I was no different with um, Paul <laughs> Rudd. Norton. Ed Norton. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was no different, though, with Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, because when I first got wind of Ant-Man, I thought that we were telling a Hank Pym story Word. and not a Scott Lang story. And I saw that Paul Rudd had been cast as Ant-Man. It didn't say Scott Lang. It said Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on, man. He's not Hank I had Pym. the exact same reaction. I mean, you need you need, you need need almost a Robert Downey Jr. kind of guy to play yeah. Hank a cocky Pym. motherfucker. In his, in his yeah. prime. Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. And um, Skylar and I watched Ant Man together for the first time. I didn't. I didn't actually see it in theaters. And from the moment that movie started until the mo- movie ended, we both had a fantastic time. There is not one part of that movie that I would say I didn't enjoy. That was a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. I liked Ant Man and the Wasp too. And I was. Yeah, I, I, I was thoroughly impressed with Paul Rudd. And you know, every time I do a podcast with you and we talk about movies, I say. Marvel and Disney have figured out how to cast the right people for the right roles. Obviously, they're not all winners, but I'm going to say 9 out of 10, there's no one else that can play that part. I don't know. I have concerns about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in the upcoming Spider-Man movie. No, he's going to be... <laughs> after, after having just watched that amazing movie, Velvet Buzzsaw, on, what yeah. was it, Netflix? Or who? That, that movie yeah, was, was just for us, though. Other people didn't like that movie. I know. What the fuck? They just, just didn't get it. It was so good. <laughs> but I can't see him yeah. as any other character now besides that, that art critic. <laughs> oh, but I think he's going to slay as Quentin Beck. I mean, the we'll the character ability of Jake Gyllenhaal and his career. His literally... I love Jake here, Gyllenhaal. Here's one thing that, like yeah. to, to debrief on the Jake Gyllenhaal casting for Mysterio. Quentin Beck is an actor. And he has a traveled past, failed mm-hmm. past as an actor. So you give Jake Gyllenhaal, who has an actual storied career, done fucking tons of different kind of movies. Donnie Darko, Nightcrawler, uh, everywhere in between. You know, Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw, yeah. Uh, Everyone watch that, by the what way. What was the one that he did where he was like, he was on a train? and there was Source a, Code. Yep, that one. Source, no, no. Yeah, it was source code. Was it source code? Yeah, I thought. Oh, okay, yeah, because the Social Network was the was the Facebook movie. I bought those movies really close to each other, so I always get them <laughs> a little bit uh, backwards. But Quentin Beck needs to have that storied history. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal can almost play himself, and it will be perfect. Absolutely, because he has to be an actor who's done it all, who's kind of experienced a little bit of everything, who's had failure, who's had success, and then can take that with him with this obsession to. Be better than Spider-Man because he thinks he can. He thinks it's theatrics. 
I can't wait for the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, man. I feel like we're going to be so fucking emotionally drained by that point. Like, I just, like, started to ride the roller coaster up. Today, we're riding the roller coaster up. By April 26th. Whoosh, whoosh. It's going to be, you know, like fucking doing 360 barrel rolls. We're going to be doing barrel shit. rolls. I'm telling you, it's going to be a barrel Captain roll. Captain Marvel style. Oh, I like <laughs> that. Yeah, she did do some barrel rolls. Yeah, there's some good action in this movie. Did you like the action sequences? I mean, mm-hmm. Skylar, you weren't really thrilled on all the action sequences. Um, mm-hmm. No, because, I mean, I, I just watched the new Avengers, so that was so good. You're comparing <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the sequences. I mean, it makes sense. Did you see Black Panther? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. <laughs> I thought visually that was a really beautiful looking movie. Minus the blur. The rhino blur. The ri- the rhino blur. That's the one thing that's bad. The CGI yeah, rhinos okay, have that's a right. little Well, not just that. Bit. The the Black Panther suit, if anytime he's off the ground, it's blurry. Hmm. I need to look back into so that. So maybe this is just a consistent Marvel aesthetic problem. Because that's how it was in Captain Marvel. They don't as have well. the technology. I don't know. Yeah. There I, thought, were, there I were, thought Captain Marvel looked really good, too. There was like, just times was cool. where the CGI made her body look disproportionate to her surroundings. Yeah, it was a little cartoony. Mm-hmm. It was a little cartoony here and there. Like, But she she had like a righteous mohawk helmet, oh, yeah. and she was yeah. glowing. Like, mm-hmm. It's going to be a little, you know, just suspend your disbelief for oh, a yeah. minute, Tyler. It was <laughs> yeah. really cool good to mantra. see. Yeah. It was really cool to see her evolution <laughs> yeah. of, like, uh, Kree Soldier. Uh, remembering her past U.S. fighter pilot, uh, getting more memories back, and then realizing like some strange things are afoot. One thing I want to really touch on in this is uh, I loved how we got to the new color scheme for her suit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, how are they going to do that? You can't spray paint that shit. Like, this ain't Miles Morales. You can't get the spray paint out mm-hmm. and do that, you know? And that then was it such was a like, feel-good scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just like, doot, 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 doot. And they're just like messing with it and, and trying all these like, different... America! <laughs> and I mean, they did they did a lot of different like goofy color coordination like combinations. They did the black and gold, which was cool. It was like a reference to that when they were cool. doing the trailers, mm-hmm. and they did the black and gold for Captain Marvel. But then they did, and not everybody would have caught this. They did the original Captain Marvel color scheme with the gray and a little bit of green tinged throughout it, and it was like a oh fuck mm-hmm. moment. Like we're here, and then she goes. We're on the same team and points at the shirt. And I was like, that's how you got the colors? Oh, fuck. Yeah, she, she looked at that little girl and she said, I need you to pimp my, I need you to pimp my suit heritage style. Monica. Oh, I love that. Marco. Pimp it heritage style. Monica Rambeau. That's mm-hmm. the daughter. Photon. She becomes a superhero down the road and she's going to be bad. Well, and they reference that. Yes. You yes. Know? They uh, definitely. Nick Fury says, uh, maybe you'll be like your aunt. Mm-hmm. Carol someday, yeah, haha, yep, and it's you. like no, yes you will be photon, and you will be a total badass. They, the, the kid they cast for her, if they let her just like grow ten more years down the road and don't touch that story, <clears throat> she'll grow into that part perfectly as the, the full aesthetic look. It's gonna be, that's the future of Marvel right there. I'm mm-hmm. really excited. Uh, another thing I want to talk about, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on was um. The real reveal of what's really going on in this story, and I don't know how we want to talk about that. If we want to do a little bit of a spoiler section here, but uh, or if we we want to just play it elusively, because this movie creates an interesting uh, twist that I was not particularly planned for. 
like I said, I had one very clear conceived notion of what was going to kind of happen in this movie and what we were kind of aiming towards. I thought we were going to have more set up for other things that we didn't end up getting. Mm -hmm. So the conflict gets like kind of turned on its head and you see what the war is really about. And uh, what what did you guys think about that moment? Honestly, I was just kind of waiting for it. Me too. That that dude, whatever, Cree dude, he was evil. Yeah, Yeah, it's Jude Law. Of course he's the (laughs) bad guy. What the fuck, man? You don't cast Jude Law as, like, a hero. Come on. Yon Rog was Ever since he started sleeping with his nannies, he just has tainted to everyone, man. (laughs) I mean, even in Repo Men, he starts out as a a villain. Right. You know? What? Did you ever see that movie Closer? I've watched part of it. Don't ever watch Ooh, the rest of it. That, that movie's so depressing. Sleeping. That was a weird one. Ugh. Sleeping with his nanny. What? Yeah, he was like cheating with on his wife Sierra Miller or whatever with his nanny with the with his oh, daughter's with nanny. Oh, his daughter's nanny. I thought Not you were saying nanny. I was like, what no, is he's going a millionaire. On? His daughter has like an au pair or something. Oh, okay, that <laughs> makes totally way more sense. Uh, Jesus Christ. See, I, I was actually a little bit surprised by Jude Law's the amount that he was involved in the film. Yeah, with yeah. what we had seen from the trailers and what I had seen from set photos and stuff like that, I thought he was barely going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah this, this movie did a good job of uh, doing what you were talking about with the trailers, misleading you and mm-hmm. uh, giving you not exactly what you expect. But honestly, it, it was it was another really great Marvel movie. That's what I'll say about it. It was another great Marvel movie. I love how. And honestly, I feel like it's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. Like, yeah. I enjoyed it that much. It but was definitely. At the end of the day, it is still a, a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I don't You're know. I, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I had a thought and I, I totally just lost it. Damn it. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, you know, I was going to say, I, I love how ballsy Marvel is. Because if you guys go back to the first set photos released for Captain Marvel. It's the final scene of the movie, like when she's in the desert with mm-hmm, Jude Law, mm-hmm. and and it's all it's all or the the conflict has already been resolved. Like they're just like here, have it, and then like you think about the trailer, and they put moments from all parts of it, but the story is so disconjoined, and you don't know what's happening, and you're thrust into the back and forth of where she's come from and Carol right. Dan Veers. I hated when they were calling her Veers. I was like, oh, get out of here with that Carol Danvers for life, yo. But uh. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I feel like I'm taking over on the talking, so I'm going to shut up for a second. I'm just going to fade away. <laughs> it's your show, dude. There's, yeah, you there's do a you. big old pause. Yeah, you do you. <laughs> I, I was really, really impressed with Nick Fury's character in this yes. movie. Can we just talk about the elephant in the room real quick? Because it's super fun and I want to talk about it. I loved how they explained Nick Fury's eye loss. Mm-hmm. Totally not what I expected. No. No, and I, you know, I was kind of as the movie progressed. Like, is it going to happen now? Is it going to happen now? Like, is he going to get sucked out the window? Oh, I knew it was going to happen. Is it going to happen in the car wreck? Mm-hmm. Well, when he gets when he gets the shit beat out of him at the very beginning of the movie, and his eyes all red, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, okay, you know, got his eyeball ruptured. I mean, it makes sense. You this can't is just have like building eyeball. the mythology of the eye, right? You know, as they do in the movie. Oh man. Yeah, and then it was something as simple as it was, and I loved it. <laughs> I don't know that I want to spoil that for anybody. I don't think I want to either. Because it was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> they built they, they do such a good job of building up to it comedically. Oh yeah. That when yeah. it happens it's like, god damn it. God damn it. That's what he says <laughs> yeah. in the movie too. He's like, god damn it. <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> Lost his motherfucking eyeballs. <laughs> Can I also briefly just touch on how the de-aging technology is fucking insane? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Sam, Sam Jackson looked, looked good. Looked like, I felt like I was finally getting to watch a new movie from the 90s that I haven't seen and loved already. Jules Winfield. He looked like straight up Jules I, Winfield. I was getting ready, yeah. getting ready to say you throw a little... little Little teeny tiny afro with a little Jerry curl thrown in it. <laughs> yeah, he would be there. Again. He would be yeah, there. Yeah, they were in L.A. He could have yeah. been in Inglewood. You never know. <laughs> Looking for the wolf. Uh, yeah, he looked great in it. I loved the whole '90s thing. You know, it's on trend or whatever. But I liked all the music. I liked the the clothes and everybody was staring at her, walking around like an alien, which was pretty funny. Because she you know. was in fact an alien. Yeah, it was nice seeing a blockbuster again. That was <laughs> yeah. fun. There's still one surviving in the I world. I think that's the I one know, they I shot that, that in. Really, <laughs> that's the actual one. Yeah, the one is birds. They sell beer now too. What? Yeah, they have a mm. blockbuster. The last blockbuster beer. Do they have yeah. blockbuster beer and original recipe Butterfingers? Oh, you want to get into that? I'm still a little bit salty about that. I can't let it go. Well, guess what? Our town still has an F ton. I'm gonna have to stop and stock up. Yeah, because my town has been cleared out. Bummer. I was really disappointed about that. Improved recipes, and they're nasty. Yeah, my ass. We talked about that on Foodies, didn't we? We did. You know, we didn't talk about on Foodies that we can brief on here. Have you guys tried the new M and M's? There's three different flavors Ooh, of M&M's. Oh, I, yeah, I saw your post. So there's the, the jalapeno, they're Mexican jalapeno. <laughs> this is what we talk about in our group chats. English mm-hmm. toffee. M&Ms. And then uh, Thai coconut. I'd probably fuck with the toffee one. The toffee one was the best, and it was yeah. sold out the next day when I went back to get another Damn. bag. Yeah, that was the best It's going to win, for the sure. The Thai coconut was tasty. I did not try the jalapeno, because I don't jam on that. You don't fuck with the spicy. But yeah. the, the toffee one was really good. It was yucky anyways. It I didn't was? like the jalapeno one. Because it like, <laughs> like it tasted like when you, you know, like, if there was something jalapeno flavored in a cup, and then you poured that out and you put like like jalapeno extract, mm-hmm. yeah, lacquapino, chocolate around <laughs> in there, and it was like the used to be flavor of jalapeno, the ghost like, of a jalapeno, it was ghost of jalapeno, <laughs> and it was just nasty. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't appreciate that all over my head. Maybe somebody ate a jalapeno and then, like, breathed, breathed on, on it. it. That's funny. Yeah, it was... Or spit it back in the cup and then dumped it out. Oh. Yeah, they just hissed it at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, it's getting so, late. I'm getting so tired. about the de-aging, Agent Coulson also looks fantastic. Oh, yeah, that was fun seeing him again. Let's brief yeah. on Agent Coulson because I did call right. it. I said at some point Coulson was a scroll, and he was in the movie. Mm-hmm. We're not going to spoil when, where, how, why, or whatnot, but that is a, a rumor that was confirmed, which was pretty interesting to see. Mm. And, uh, man, that's another thing, too. The scroll just interjected, intertwined. I can already see the plan to you're going to have a radical version of the scroll that mm-hmm. are out there that didn't get like saved. Like renegade ones. Correct. Mm. When I think I think... You, I mean, you bringing this back up reminded me of what I was going to say. Um, you and I have been talking for a long time about how Secret Invasion is is the road that you have. Is you one think of, that's the real end game? Well, I think that's one of the. Oh. I think that's one of the paths that you have to travel down. You have to do Secret Invasion. I'd really like to see Secret Wars. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff that I think you have to do, and I want to. I want them to do. And now that they've kind of changed the scroll up, which I really enjoyed, I think that you would have to either go the radical faction route 
or you would have to really, really nail us some 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 good plot thickening to explain why all of a sudden it's different. You know, I feel like the scroll too is also an interesting idea for a future nemesis because they could already be like in they've infiltrated they've already been infiltrated like because there is fucking scroll hanging out in space you know they're hanging out on secret in secret places and all these things you know like they're already there so who maybe somebody already is one i was gonna just say that what if uh we get to end game and it comes to the point where cap dies and like they you know the movie ends and then the one of the after credits is him shifting into a scroll everyone would fucking lose it oh, because yeah. now Chris Evans doesn't actually have to be Captain Marvel or Captain America rather. right you know so uh, I love the idea of the scroll being the next really big focus and they did a, such a good job like Talos's story and having his family and that whole thing is nice because it's a it's a it's a pretty makes non, you feel for him it's a non-radical form of the scroll mm-hmm. you can kind of get behind them you understand their purpose you also see the danger of them mm-hmm. um but it's a good setup it does also allow for the status quo to completely change though because you could just pull the rug out and anybody at any time was always scroll right for whatever reason you, you know don't and, and another thing that's awesome is with the fox disney deal going through that hopefully by the time you guys are hearing this on monday it has happened and has been officially announced big monday news uh they'll have super scroll and that is a character i would love to see marvel tackle super scroll was a character who had all the abilities of the fantastic four in one scroll and he wasn't like typical he wouldn't do shape-shifting he stayed scroll scroll down and pissed off at everybody so like one arm was on fire one arm was fucking (laughs) elastic one hot mess he he was a hot mess one arm is like one leg is invisible one leg is fucking like the things like it's he was a trip you know, or maybe his fist was like the thing. That might. I thought like his one. fist was like the thing. The thing. His that arm makes more was sense. elastic with the with the thing. Yeah, fist. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's and right. he couldn't he just go invisible? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Super Scroll is a dope ass character as well. Uh, you have Annette Benning's character who kind of plays a double role. She's the Cree. Well, she's the not the Cree, but she's the well, she's the supreme intelligence for carol mm-hmm. it's weird how to say that like because her subconscious iteration of the supreme intelligence correct because appears no one as annette penning and no one has ever seen the supreme intelligence true form which i love that because there's a sentence i never thought i'd have to say yeah annette benning is supreme intelligence but then she also yeah, plays I a very pivotal role obviously in uh, carol danvers story mm-hmm. and um a much larger i feel like i don't want to spoil it because it's so good like the the actual story to go in not knowing what actually is going to happen is so pure in a lot of ways you know uh yeah maybe we can give it some time and talk about um our full like you know spoilery thoughts on an upcoming podcast after it's oh i'm sure once it's cooked yeah once Mm -hmm. it's cooked I'm into that. I want to talk about, uh, and I don't know how we're going to really do this, but I do want to talk about the after credit sequences, so I guess it's going to be a little bit of a spoiler. But I, th- I mean, people are going to watch it on YouTube before they even watch the movie, so I don't feel bad about spoiling the, the end credit sequences, especially the last one. The last one threw me through, I mean, the the, the legit after credits scene. Um I mean, it was hilarious. There I feel were, like we should just say, we're going to talk about this. So if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, we'll do like a little pause, right? Or just come yeah, back in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. 
we'll figure it out. I'll timestamp it that you guys should come back in. But uh, so we're gonna do yeah, that's the, a good idea. the spoilers for the and if you don't want to know the end credits of uh, Captain Marvel, you should stop listening to this podcast in three, two, one. Okay, so do let's talk. Let's talk about this mid credit scene first. Because uh, it was the one that obviously held way fucking more weight. Mm-hmm. Um, the Captain Marvel logo, yeah, boom, it shuts off. And then you're seeing the beeper. The beeper that Nick Fury pushed in Endgame. And her signal's on it. Mm-hmm. And it's attached to some machine. You're not really sure what's going on. And then you see, well, Tyler, what do we see next? Uh, you see Captain America standing at a computer console. And they're seeing the number of missing go up mm-hmm. and up and up. And it's like increasing dramatically. I think at the point I saw it was like 6 million something were missing at that point. So that's getting close to half the planet. We're not nearly there yet. We have to get like, what, 3.5 billion to lose half the planet roughly. But mm-hmm. uh, you see Captain America. Who else was there? Scarlett Johansson. Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is her name? Black Widow. Yeah. (laughs) Banner was there. Banner, Um, yeah. Rhodey shows up. That's the four of them. That's all that's there. And they're essentially trying to keep this thing that they don't really know what it is. Running. Running. And Rhodey comes in and says, uh, that thing just stopped doing whatever it was doing. And everybody kind of goes into a panic, and I loved it. As soon as they started panicking, I knew, haha, funny, what the end game was. Right? I was like, oh, I know what their plan is. Uh, but I loved seeing, I mean, dude, she's there. I, I got She fucking teleports. So at first, I was like, okay. She's either been traveling since, you know, I don't know. We don't know. She the, has longer hair. We don't know the amount. Of, we don't know the amount of time between the moment Nick Fury hits that beeper and it sends the signal to 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 she receives it or till she receives and it gets there and then gets back to Earth. And they have to find the beeper first right. for that to even like, you know, that's another great the last point. time we saw this beeper. It was, you know, R.I.P. Nick Fury. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But we see right at the end of Captain Marvel, she has the ability to travel super, you know, basically light speed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so at first I was like, "Man, she can't travel that fast." Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, she can. You know, it depends on how close she is. Yeah, there's no reason that she's in another galaxy. You know, she talks about that a little bit, but there's no reason that she's that far away at that right. moment. And she said he can reach her up to a couple of galaxies mm-hmm. or so. whatever. So, one yeah, thing. Yeah, that was dope. Ugh, I really liked it. <laughs> I like that movie. Well, I really liked yeah. Scar- or, uh, Black Widow's exposition right before it cuts to Captain Marvel showing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's. Uh, the camera is slowly zooming in and it's so subtle, you can't hardly tell that the camera is panning in on her more and more. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's going through this really emotional, weighty exposition, and then, boom, she turns around, and, fuck, there's somebody here. <laughs> yeah, and, it's and she like, looks pissed. And she's like, where's Fury? <laughs> which, which I, I really appreciated that, because... She's probably pissed he didn't page her sooner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I really liked, through Captain Marvel, the bond that Fury and... Carol Danvers build, yeah, because it felt genuine. It's like, yes. like I am you. We are the same, right? You know, you've got the, the powers, but we are the same. 
or cut from the same cloth. Yeah, and she had seen some shit that day she wasn't expecting. He has now seen some shit that day he wasn't expecting. And he still treated her the same. Totally. And he, you know, he does make a, a, a subtle error in thinking about, like, turning her in, thinking she's, like, a suspect of some crime, which is comical that Shield's trying to solve crimes. But right. Hail Hydra. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so, I just... Uh, I don't know, man. Their bond was so natural because he recognized that he was seeing something he'd never seen before. And he was like, wait a minute. Should I really be judging that this is bad? Mm -hmm. Is this person bad? And then Coulson coming through in the clutch, too, is just like... Character. Character, character, character. (laughs) Building, building, building. You're, You're creating these archetypes, I guess, is the way to say that. Right. I also thought it was pretty cool... Um, from a viewer standpoint, that there was like no stupid love interest stories, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which are annoying. Yes, it totally avoided that trope. That's a good thing to note. I really yeah. liked seeing Colson as the rookie. Yeah, yes. that was that fun. Felt really good. <laughs> um, Ultra inexperienced and confused. Ben Mendelsohn killed it, by the way, as a villain. Mm-hmm. Slade. The only thing that you know in the last. Endgame trailer we got, or the second to last trailer we got, we saw Scott Lang showing up, knocking on the door. We don't know, you know, you've talked about it, I've talked about it, we don't know if that is, like, closed circuit live feed, or if that is recorded days in advance when Cap and the rest of the gang are seeing that. They're in, you know, they're obviously in the same place. Is Scott Lang going to show up right after Captain Marvel does? Oh, fuck. No. That'd be crazy. Question. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. We did see Scott Lang come back from... Well, in in the trailer, in the he's trailer. knocking on the door. So right. he had to have gotten out of the quantum realm somehow. Right. Right. Okay. Hmm. That's right. I forgot about that. Because I was thinking the last time I saw him was at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, where he was lost in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. So it was the Super Bowl trailer when we saw that, right? Yes, sir. or was it the trailer no, before the, that? It was the first trailer because okay. it's the, it was the it was the final tag of that first trailer. Yep, yep. yep. I haven't seen the trailer in a while. Ant Man, I, I I know you remember that. Like, yeah, that was great. Uh, I was looking up real quick because in a minute I want to pull up. They uh, they released some uh, description for the next. Endgame trailer. Okay. And I want to talk about Wait, that. Wait, for the next, like the upcoming The upcoming trailer? Endgame okay. trailer because it was shown for Disney at the shareholder meeting. Before that, though, I do want to say we need to talk about the other after credit sequence. While it was totally badass to see Captain Marvel finally join the Avengers, who at the time aren't the Avengers. Those who are left. That the, Those who are left. Uh, there was still one more after credit sequence, and it was uh, like my life in an after credit sequence. Right, Sarah? What? The second after credit sequence was like our life. Oh God, yeah, like follows you around. Fucking <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I've talked about my cats on other uh, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> was this still a spoiler zone? No, I was hoping you guys would dive into that second after credit sequence. I know. I'm asking because oh, yes. we didn't talk about that yes. at all. Yeah. Earlier. We can, yeah, we can talk. Okay. Oh, what, I see what, what you're happened saying. in the after credit sequence. We didn't talk about it at all in this episode because we wanted to keep that part spoiler free. That's mm-hmm. right. Remember? 
So what do you want to do? Instead, let's just talk about the character that's a part of that after credit sequence, huh? Because we haven't brought up that, that character at all in the, in the talking about this movie. Little Cthulhu cat. Goose the cat. Mm-hmm. Goose the Cthulhu. What was he? A flarkin? Flurkin. Flurkin? Flurkin. Flarkin? Flurkin. Flurkin? Flurkin. 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 Are we Swedish? What? I, I wish that, I would, if I could model myself after any character and everything, I would be Swedish Chef from the Muppets. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I fucking loved dirty, Swedish dirty, Chef. Dirty, meatball. Carpety turkey. Yeah. Carpety punky. <laughs> I would be Swedish Chef. Bork, bork, bork. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Captain Marvel's projected for a 160 mil opening weekend. Good. It did a huge uh, uh, Thursday, like 22 mil for its opening weekend, right up there with uh, your uh, Black Panther mm-hmm. and right up there with uh, Donna Justice. So that was pretty cool. But I want to find this footage that they described. By the way, we're done with spoilers now. Um, but, yeah, you guys should totally talk about Flirk and Cat. Uh I had I had heard rumors going into the movie that you know the cat was going to be the one to save the day. And, <laughs> uh, Goose the cat was the most important character in the movie, and I was like, "This is just clickbait. Somebody trying somebody trying to get a little bit more ad revenue from an article that they've written." Mm-hmm. And I I legitimately enjoyed every sequence that that cat was involved in. <laughs> I mean, seeing him and him and um, Fury. Fury dick around with each other was just that uh, he was really into that cat. Yeah. <laughs> when they took off in the ship the cat. first time and the cat was like <laughs> stuck to the fucking The G forces got it. Yeah. Glued uh, to the wall. Oh Jesus. You guys getting in... a little ad tune. Yeah, ad tune, tune it up. I found that footage by the way, we're gonna talk about it in a second, but let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and give an actual review on Captain Marvel. As far as a score? Yeah, your score. I don't know. Let's do it on 10. Sure. Out of 10 is fine. I'll give it a solid 8.5 all day. Cool. In good conscience, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. I enjoyed this movie more than Black Panther. Score. Nice. Is that your favorite Marvel movie? Is Black Panther my favorite Marvel movie? No. Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite. Where does this fall in comparison to your Guardians score? Top, top three. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think... And Skylar and I talked about this on the way up here. I don't think that you can you can um, you can weigh any of the other movies against Infinity War and or Endgame yeah, because these are Different these are class. once or twice Different. a generation type movies. You're right, um, you're right. But you know, I've already expressed my distaste for Thor one, mm-hmm. Iron Man one. I'm yes. that like one of three people in the world that liked Thor two better than Thor one. Oh so, man! So oh. you know I'm 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 that guy. Um, Iron Man two was awful. Oh yeah, absolutely. Iron Man three was fun. Still not super great. It's a great Christmas movie. Guardians, Guardians is the most complete and fun Marvel movie out of all of them. Mm-hmm. My should, opinion. We should really also talk an amazing about amazing soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was so much Guardians sprinkled in Captain Marvel. Oh, absolutely. Just in the, how they were using the different codes for the different planets and everything. I mean, that was literally stripped right from the Guardian story. So, mm-hmm. I mean, using the bigger universal decks for where every planet is and stuff instead of just using like. That's kind of what I mean when I say that Guardians changed how they were going to make Marvel movies. Absolutely. I mean, hundred percent. It, it really leveled up their cosmic world. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, just just to have a little bit more comparison, Guardians 1 is my number one. 
and then Winter Soldiers two. Hell yeah. I would put Captain Marvel at number three now. Sweet. And then I would put uh, Civil War as the honorable mention. Fucking a. I because I I really dug Civil War. It's not the Civil War story, but no, it was not. But it was kick ass. For what they way. had to work with, yeah, it was mm-hmm. really good. Especially not having um, the X Men or Fantastic Four to have any part in that story right. when they Correct. were a much bigger role. Uh, so eight point five. Eight point five all day. V. I'm gonna give it a solid nine out of ten. Nice. I really liked it. I thought it was good. I liked that there was no. I, th- I liked that the the movie was about her character. I liked that it was her origin story in a way that didn't feel like a typical origin story. And I thought she was. I, I thought Brie Larson was excellent. You know, I wasn't. I didn't really know what to expect. You know, having seen her in other things that I liked her in, like she was in the show United States of Terra. And uh, I think that was Showtime or something. It was really good. And she was in, of course, Scott Pilgrim. And, uh, yeah, we were talking about the soundtrack mm-hmm. earlier. Sarah and I were driving back yeah. from the theater, and we were talking about uh, the soundtrack for Scott Pilgrim, how she was that character and sang that song, Black Sheep. And she mm-hmm. said, Sarah said that that should have been what they played instead of No Doubt, I'm Just a Girl, or Just yeah, a Girl. that mm-hmm. would have been Because that was, like, the one song that was super out of place for us. Right. That was the only complaint I had about yeah. the soundtrack. It was the no doubt. I didn't need Gwen Stefani in it. Yeah. yeah, it should yeah. have been Black Sheep. That's one thing that I want to add, though, too. Part of the reason I rate this movie so high is from start to finish, I don't feel that anything was forced other than that song. Yeah. That one song. That was is, the one yeah. fucking thing that was forced. That's the one thing that I would say. There, it, You could have picked any other song than this. Fucking throw yeah. Barracuda in there. Oh, my You've God. You've got her wearing a heart dope. shirt, you know, in the movie. Right. Let's throw in a little Barracuda. I liked her Nine Inch Nails shirt. Oh, I did, also too. Good. I dug it. Yeah. But um, this is one of the few Marvel movies that I've watched and enjoyed, and there not been some cheese thrown in the movie somewhere. It, it, it was just, it was good. Without yeah. cheese. It was without cheese. Without cheese. It was very good. Higher, further, faster, without cheese. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sarah, what's up on your review? Well, I was going to say like a real solid like 8 out of 10, but I'm going to give it the extra half a point because she didn't have any one-liners. Thank you. That's why... Yeah. Most of... Like, I don't think any of the characters had one-liners. She was super genuine, too. Yeah, and I liked that. Um, Yeah... I, I didn't oh I didn't air my grievance about the soundtrack did I no yeah it was overall it was okay it was still it sounded like stock Marvel music you mm-hmm. know you had your string sect tuplets and all of your other like horn swells and all that business you know it all especially during what we were referring to as like the Star Wars scenes that's what I want to talk about because the part where they were like uh, racing around the canyons in the ships like did anybody else just hear Star Wars in it? I did, All the for little, sure. Like, but I mean, like, again with the on the nose. Like, I mean, it's like they they were like, well, John Williams did this right. Why don't you just make something like that? Mm-hmm. And they do that sometimes in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. A lot of times. That's how John Williams became John Williams. Said, oh, make it like the John Wars Williams the treatment, planet, the planets, and some other things. And I did that on JIC once too. Mm-hmm. The, the voila, planets. he makes Star Wars. You know. Yeah, yeah I feel like. That's how they have to lure people in. That's how they can capitalize on their demographic. But the thing is, it's like, it doesn't have to be that. Just because John Williams did that in Star Wars, just because there's a ship racing around a canyon, 
doesn't mean it has to have those same musical elements. That's mm-hmm. not for all time married right. to that. It's like to do that something scenery. original, man. Like do something different, right? Because like, this was a different. You can movie. tell so many millions of stories with music. Do you know how many instruments are in an orchestra? Like anywhere from like you know, well, forty on the small end to when we were at a lecture, there was like a hundred people. I mean, think of all those instruments, all those different things you can do, and they're doing the same right. one thing right. over and over again. I would almost rather Come them throw on. in something like, I mean, shit, when they're zooming in the canyons, throwing a little little stranglehold. Oh, some nudes. Yeah, a little sweaty teddy. Like, I, I would rather done anything. But, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But that. But we're in space. We're in space now. We have to have you know trumpet mm-hmm. cadences. When they're going around the corners, I mean, come on, mm-hmm. like, be better. It's just bugs. It <laughs> bugs. I mean, it was like it was quality sounding music, you know. But I did, there was nothing like proprietary about it. Mm-hmm. Right? It was a little derivative. It was yes. I mean, some of the like soundtrack choices were okay, but yeah, you know, I like the just a girl thing was. That was the one off-putting song for me. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of it was really good, so yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it the eight and a half for the lack of the one-liners, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shit, yeah, Skyler, you're up. I thought it was a like a good solid eight. A solid eight. Okay, so we've got an eight point five, a nine, an eight point five, and an eight. So that's like really like three eight point fives. So I guess I'm gonna write it out at like a solid eight point five. Like I think that's a fair assessment of this movie. I think it does a great job of. As I said, you are learning her origin story as she learns her origin story, which creates a cool, you almost are like in her shoes as the thing takes place, you know. I love the power set they give Carol Danvers. She's a little bit binary. She's a lot of bit like Captain Marvel. She has, I mean, the ability to, I mean, they just, they did it right. They yeah, did her totally. fucking right. And I loved her mohawk. Yeah, and and. <laughs> For the fact that they used her 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 mohawk helmet when they really, by all rights, didn't have to, right? Like that. I'm so glad they did because it's such a badass visual, like from the comics. It's just it's just showing true love to that character and saying like we want to do this fucking right. So, and this is such a cool character. She has such such a huge backstory that's like it's wild. And she like you you know the, the they 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 kind of really i think hit the nose on the head for kind of how women walk through life having one arm behind their backs because you guys right. are carol danvers in the marvel universe was like a reflection of the times politically for women like a symbol of feminism mm-hmm. you know without having to like necessarily shove it down your throat you or know? be mm-hmm. overly like yeah yeah but it was empowering it really was right and that that came across in the movie too not just from the comic mm-hmm. books like they did a good job of her character, you know, being a strong woman, but they're not going to like be like, I'm a strong woman, you know. I like that they didn't they didn't beat you over the head with any of that, you know. It was just like she was there kicking ass the whole yeah. time. Well, not just her, but Rambo also was oh, painting yeah. in that same light and Talos's love interest. Yeah. You know, for what little we saw her in the movie, she was also painting in that same light because you never came back. We were told not to send the signal. We had to protect we, ourselves. We protected ourselves. Right. We did this, you know, and that ship was mostly full of women and children. I don't. I think it was entirely full yeah, of women and it, children. It was like Talos so, and a few dudes that right. came from uh, the the crash with mm-hmm. with Carol. So, uh, yeah, uh, 
this movie just did it. It did it for me. It, it's a good. Like I'd I said, see it again. It's a palate cleanser right before Infinity War, like we're get, or before Endgame. Like we're about to get hit with some shit coming up in April. They're like they're gonna culminate ten years. You don't think they're gonna take some chances and and put some real, you know, period end of sentences on certain characters? It's I'm, coming. I'm fully preparing myself for Endgame to be emotionally crushing. Brutal. And that doesn't happen for yeah. me very very many times when I watch a movie. Yeah. I'm I'm preparing myself for it for sure. I feel like I'm desensitizing myself for it, so that way I don't end up actually yeah. like being depressed and hurt about it and yeah, butthurt in real I, life. <laughs> like I'm just gonna have to be super apathetic about it, otherwise I'll just be like crushed and I don't I don't wanna feel that. <laughs> yeah, I detached a while ago. <laughs> no, I'm still really into it. I've been I really liked like I've been waiting a really long time for this upcoming movie. Oh, I know. Because I was super into the comic books, like I really wanted Civil War to be different, you know? When I was reading the comic books, I was so into Civil War, and I was like, this is going to make an amazing fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I predicted the whole thing, but they didn't do it right. <laughs> That's my biggest complaint right? with it, you know, because it's totally different. If they were all owned by, if they could all just come together and let the rights have all these characters, and they could have just developed it the way that it was written, or at least more close to closer to the comic books you know but i've been waiting a long time for the end game thing and not just because you know the movies were good but because i personally invested in reading the comics and i haven't read a lot of other comics since then like i haven't had a lot of time so Mm -hmm. this one was like super personal for me so i'm excited about it i'm just I wish it would have been closer to the comics is all. I was really happy um, leaving the theater tonight because this is one of the first Marvel movies in a long time that I didn't have the whole script pretty much scene by scene you know, out. discussed and, and nailed. You know, when, when we did our big, you know, like nine hour long Infinity War review, the only, the only couple things that that I know Blaine and I, for a fact, didn't call before we watched the movie was Hulk being on Earth and um, Black Widow dying. I mean, those are the only two things that I said, this, is, this has to happen for the movie to make sense. Everything else was there. So I, I was thoroughly satisfied being surprised from start to finish. Hell yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, before we get out of here, I do have one last thing to read because we did get a description of what could be the upcoming Endgame trailer, like trailer two. And it's really interesting, especially after what we saw today. So uh, user Scott Laidwig shared on Twitter that the footage that was seen at the Disney shareholders meeting was taking place at Avengers HQ with the heroes who survived the end of Infinity War, as well as Captain Marvel. The newest member of the team wants to set out to kill Thanos, with Nebula revealing she knows where he is. Rocket chimes in to say that the use of the Infinity Gauntlet caused a massive energy spike, the largest ever seen on Earth, though another planet experienced a similarly tremendous energy spike, seemingly where we saw Thanos at the end of Infinity War. Given how their last conflict ended with Thanos, War Machine, Bruce Banner, Black Widow, Captain America, and Captain Marvel all discussed the likelihood of taking down Thanos, with Banner wondering why conflict, or wondering why another conflict could turn out differently. Captain Marvel points that she's here this time, hinting at just how powerful she is. 
Rhodes asked the question, which a page soon. I'm yep. Rhodes asked the question, which many other audience members have been wondering, which is why Captain Marvel has been missing for the last two decades. With her pointing out that the other planets in the universe need help and aren't lucky enough to have the Avengers. After sitting quietly the whole time, Thor steps up from his chair, walks over to Captain Marvel, summoning his Stormbreaker axe, which he which whizzes right past Captain Marvel as she refuses to flinch, resulting in Thor saying, "I like this one." The footage then cuts to the remaining Avengers in the Milano, which is actually the Benatar. Mm-hmm. Rocket piloting and Captain Marvel in the ship's co-pilot seat. Rocket asks if any of them haven't been to space before, with Captain America, Black Widow, and War Machine raising their hands. With Rocket warning them not to puke on his ship, the camera <laughs> then zooms in on Captain America's face as the footage came to a close. Sweet. Can't oh. wait. So we've got Nebula pretty much confirmed in this whole meet and greet. Gotta mean Tony somewhere. That, that means Tony's gotta be somewhere. Um, Banner's not mentioning the Hulk. So, I, when we see the Hulk in Endgame, I want it to fucking mean something. For because sure. Because the Hulk straight got fucking punked in Infinity War. It's got outboxed. It's gotta mean something. Thanos Ooh. knows how to box. Banner doesn't. I mean, I, I rewatched that fight sequence today. It's dirty boxing, man. He just gets in there, throat chop, done. I don't, I don't know if he just wasn't mad enough, because, I mean, let's let's go old school on it. All Hulk has to do to beat Thanos is get a little bit more mad. I think his and anger quickly it. turned to fear, though, because mm-hmm. it was like, oh wait, he realized he had a contender. Oh yeah, like uh-huh. I punched you with everything I had, and you didn't die immediately. We have a problem here. Yeah, like. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Nerfus power, nerfus power. This is not right. right. Um, Maybe that's the what only- spurs him to be a, a gladiator or whatever. That would be backwards. Oh, yeah, that is backwards. The yeah, only other right. character that wasn't mentioned, or or maybe I just didn't hear, was Hawkeye as Ronan. Did, 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 was that not in there? He was not in there. Because we saw him in the last trailer. Yeah, but maybe that, I mean, maybe this is happening before they get to him. Okay. You gotta think they're gonna be picking people up like a net and just like, whoop, shit. Sucking them all in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know, man. This footage sounds dope. I love that there's a little bit of comedic elements happening. It's cool to hear that there's gonna immediately be a Rocket Captain Marvel team up. If mm-hmm, you ever mm-hmm. thought you would oh hear those God, words. Oh my God, I can't wait. Like, she's had Goose the Cat and now Rocket the Raccoon. So like Rocket the Rabbit. Rocket the Rabbit. <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> He's so confused. He's like, I've been called everything else. What's a rabbit? <laughs> uh, my my personal favorite's in Guardians 2 when he's like, you're a trash panda. And he's like, is that worse? <laughs> it's so much worse. <laughs> you know, he's just... <laughs> I love those movies. Oh, man. Yeah. Those are the best ones. Hell yeah, I agree. That and Captain Marvel. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else we want to discuss? Sarah, do you have anything? No. No. V? I'm good. I said my piece. It was dope. Go see it. Attack of the Yawns. How's it going? Very tired over here. I vibe you. You guys got a long trek ahead. Are you doing all right, Mr. Co-host? Well, I was going to say, Skylar probably wouldn't have been able to say more than two words during the show if she had a cat in her lap, but she was deemed unworthy and abandoned by said... Oh, no. by said uh, um, oh, Cammy got up. She's gone. Goose. Separation anxiety? Oh, she probably fell asleep somewhere. She's grumpy old lady. Or she went puke. Lucky. She's puking somewhere. <laughs> you might have a tesseract laying around here somewhere. 
<laughs> uh, I don't actually, unfortunately. It'd be That'd pretty be really cool, cool if you did. Yeah, it would be really cool if I did. But before, I'm so glad you guys came up. Yeah. It was super fun. It was fun. Yeah. Good to hang out with you guys. It's cool to have like a uh, a get together, not typical to what we usually get to do together, Tyler. It's uh, it's awesome. Yeah, usually we're in Lafayette, like super duper busy doing things well yeah. i've been trying i've been trying to kind of rally the troops with the the lafayette squad here for a while um because it's not fair to you guys to always have to come to us you know it's a two-hour drive from here plus you're you're losing an hour not gaining an hour like we do when we drive up this way but we get it back it's so dope right <laughs> but um you know it's it's not always fair to you guys to have to come to us you know we're not home base this should be home base. Well, I mean, I don't think so. I actually kind of think... I, I mean, mean, this is Pod HQ right here. It is, but that... I mean, really, <laughs> oh, though, gee. I think the roots of this network are born and bred in Lafayette. Like, and that's, that's fine. I mean, you but, know. But like Blaine and I have discussed, you know, I don't expect AP and all the, the way up north crew to just, to just cruise down at the drop of a hat. But if... If we can kind of split the difference 50-50, you know, we'll make a couple trips. You can make a couple trips. Hell yeah. You know, we'll yeah. all kind of we'll like share plan. the load. Because I don't, I don't look at it as a burden. I mean, driving sucks for everybody. Let's just be honest. Mm. It's not that bad of a drive, though. I used to live in Lafayette when I was in college, and mm-hmm. I would drive back and forth a lot. But, I mean, on a Friday afternoon when you're tired and traffic is awful, I mean... Yeah. It That's sucks, the other no thing about what. Lafayette. It's a college town, so the pedestrians are a-holes oh, yeah. and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Traffic is horrible. That was a pitfall of that. Cool town know. otherwise, though. Good food. But we've Good been, chicken and waffles. Oh, yeah. But we've been planning this trip for a long time. It's long overdue. We did it. We got through yeah. the trip. We, we made it. it successfully. Now you have to get home. That's the last part. Like Just we drive home and text me. I'm home. I'll be asleep, but still text me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be getting that heckin' snooze I thought you I'm were getting later. <laughs> the best heckin' snooze you don't even know. All right, well, before we get out of here, as always, folks, you guys can check out the Journey Into Comics podcast at journeyintocomics.com on the Journey Into Comics network. You get all the different shows on our network. Get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or Spotify. Just search Journey Into Comics Network, where you get shows like Journey Into Comics, Poor 360, Foodies Watching Movies, Adulting Ain't Easy, Journey Into Wrestling, Podcastrophy, The Voice of Survival, Crucial Tunes, Kids for Sale, Gallif Radio, Brews with Dudes, Dungeons with Dudes, and Best of the Week. Bam! Did it all. Wow. I can't ever remember did all you, of them. Did you get all that, everyone? I did. I did. That, that was, was all of them. That was fucking There's cool. There's going to be a quiz. Yeah. yeah, you'll be quizzed. Also, make sure to check <laughs> out Podcastrophy every Thursday on podcastrophy.podbean.com. Also, right here on the main feed of the Journey into Comics Network. We really love and appreciate you guys. Go to patreon.com and be like Blaine and give us a dollar for early access and exclusive content. <laughs> <laughs> he actually gives us $10 now. I love him. Man. Wow. Yeah, uh-huh. he stepped it up. Wait. I was like, man, because I'd always talked about like it would be cool if like network members could donate at any point because it's just literally going to go sit in the patreon and then we need to use it fucking use it for something you know Mm -hmm. so it's like it's like technically like jic savings like i don't know that doesn't really make sense but it could be right i guess Mm -hmm. anyways all right well i think that's going to do it for this week at journey into comics journey into comics 234 higher further faster without cheese i have been nate i've been tyler veronica sarah Skylar. And we will see you guys next time. As always, tip your caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, guys.
Hey, this is uh, Nathan Explosion from Death Clock, and uh, I just wanted to tell you guys about an event coming up in here pretty soon, March 23rd. Fun for Funs is a Journey in the Comics Network event. Oh yeah, and it's featuring lame pitkins from Bruce with Dudes, and Pitkins Trophy, and Dungeons with Dudes, and Journey into Comics. With performances by those jackasses in band number one, also Boner Jovi, Walk Among Us, and Yesterday's Chips. I do not want to say the things about the, the comedians, the ones, the, the big Santa Claus's comedians, them's Patrick's Mercies. It's the live stand-ups guys that will be there at the North in pubs on March 23rd. Dr. Roxo, the rock and roll club, baby. Here to tell you one last thing, man. You might have forgot about it, but those are open in the three. We're going to have podcasts at four. You're going to pay $10, baby, and it's 21 and up. That's a fact, Jack. Check it out.